when there is a disconnect between, sure, I'll go to the walk or the fundraiser and I'll post on social media, but I don't actually come into your everyday life. It contributes to us feeling invisible and we so badly want to be seen. Hi, brave friends. Welcome to Ask Us Anything. I'm Jessica Pate, your host of Brave Together podcast, and I'm joined by two fantastic co-hosts. Hi, I'm Susanna Peace Lavelle. I'm a life coach. I'm a soul care coach. I am an advocate for disability families everywhere. And hi, I'm Kimberly Coy. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in Tennessee. Together, we have about 60 years of motherhood experience, and we are so excited to share ourselves, share our experiences, share our wisdom. And there's no question too silly, no question too difficult. If we don't know the answer, we're going to find out for you. Whatever's on your heart. It is my, my privilege and my honor to serve and support moms who have children who struggle in any and every single way. This space is for you. We are here for you with open arms. Ask Ask us us anything. Good morning. Hello. 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 This is so fun that we get to do this together. I'm so excited. Well, I think we have a great first question to start off this new Mm -hmm. Ask Us Anything episode. So let's go ahead and play that message. Is it strange to feel frustrated when I see friends and family support and volunteer with programs that support people with disabilities and yet do not volunteer to help my child? or other children outside of those events. They wear the swag, you know, the shirt, the hat. They plug it on their social media groups that, please support this. They volunteer for the day. And yet when I see them in other situations or when we spend time with them, there's no extra support or volunteering or inclusivity of our child with special needs or other children with special needs. This is something I'm battling, and I just would love some guidance on how to not feel frustrated when I see those things. Well, first of all, wow, what a, what a wonderful question. And I think it's probably a question that so many of us as moms can really relate to. There's so many people that want to be involved in the fundraiser, or get the glam or, you know, be there and show up. But when it comes to the real hands-on being there on the hard days, you know, the days that aren't as glamorous, that it's really hard when when you feel like people sometimes let you down. And so behind what I'm hearing in that question is just a lot Mm. of grief and and even some resentment. And first of all, I just want to validate that for this caller that yes, absolutely, there would be some resentment when people don't show up for you in the practical, tangible, you know, middle of the week, I need this kind of ways, but yet they're happy to show up for the, you know, the glitter and glamour of the, you know, big charity event each year. So I just want to really validate that for the caller that that's really hard and it can build both resentment, it can build disappointment in our loved ones, our family members, friends, close friends, and also just the sense of grief of I'm kind of doing this on my own. So those are just some of the initial thoughts that came as I was listening to that question. Yeah, I agree 
Kim, I feel like I just felt a little bit of an ouch also. And it's so relatable and it's so understandable why she would be feeling this way. And this message is so resonating with me because I think about some of the things in my own family where my siblings who all have neurotypical children, and there are like 10 of them. And then there's my daughter, Arizona, who is the only one who is not. I feel like there is so much more opportunity for my family to do things with the neurotypical grandchildren. I'm actually speaking about my parents who I adore and love so much. And so I think about, I was thinking about this the other day, how my mom and dad will, you know, visit my siblings throughout the country and spend a week with them and literally just watch the kids. And that has never happened in my case. And so it's an ouch. And I also am taking ownership that I have actually not specifically asked for this kind of help. By the way, my mother has offered, my parents have offered, and really I say mother because she's the one who's doing all of the hands-on grandkid stuff, right? And she has offered, and there's a part in me that is almost like, I'm sort of afraid to, to even ask because I feel like it would be such a burden and I don't want it to be a burden because being with Arizona, my daughter is a lot. It's a lot. And so I wouldn't want them to experience something that would not be so comfortable for them. And who am I to say that they don't need that experience or that's not going to be a beautiful experience for them and Arizona. And it's just so hard for me to ask. So I would ask the caller maybe to even just sort of go inward a little bit and just try to identify the pain points and like, what is my worry here? What is my real fear here? And what is it that I actually do want? What would that look like? for mothers. I like that. What exactly would it look like that I really, really want from others? Maybe write that down, maybe journal that, just stream of consciousness. What I'm really, really hoping for is not just showing up at the walk or the gala, but invite us to your house, invite us to that birthday party, invite us to the park because that's easier for my kid or offer to just come and hang out with me while I'm kind of trapped at my house because it's too hard to take my kid out. Like that is so much of our audience trapped at home because it's just easier because of either medical issues or behavioral issues or anxiety or what have you. Just come and come and hang out at my house with me. It's hard to ask for help. This is a recurring theme. It's hard to have those hard conversations. It's hard for me. I mean, I remember years ago, my sister and brother-in-law would give Chris and I 24 hours over the holiday break, and we would just go stay at a hotel for like, you know, 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away, literally not far. And it was a gift, you know, when the kids were younger. And I don't know what age Ryan was, probably 10, I'm guessing. He could have been younger. And he was aggressive. So I was like, peace out. I'm never asking again, nor would I expect them, nor would I expect them to offer, even though I would want them to offer. But it's a lot. Ryan's a lot. He's a lot. And so I just, if I, it's just hard to ask. It's hard to ask because of his behaviors, because of his anxiety, the, the anxiety around food and food schedule and all of that. It's just, I just feel like he's too much. And I don't, like you said, I don't want to burden people, but yet at the same time, oh my gosh, I would love a free 24 hours to get away where I'm not paying somebody, you know? 
And, you know, it is a gift to the other people that, wow, look what I did. Look what I did. You know, you're giving people the opportunity to be generous, but it's hard to ask. Mm -hmm. I really agree. You guys, it is so hard to ask for help. And I think in those moments when I look inward, I have to ask myself, like, is the benefit of asking for help, does that outweigh the cost? The cost to my friends, my family, the cost perhaps to my child, the cost of just it being a lot of time, a lot of maybe a burden, as I think you said, Susanna. And and, and I think I have to do that cost benefit analysis almost like, you know, no, actually, if I use my voice and if I take a risk to ask, the benefit might really outweigh the cost. You know, it might be something that 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 just gave me four hours or even two hours or whatever it is to myself that I needed to be replenished as a mom that day. And I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, we don't ask because we fear rejection. What's it going to mean if they say no? What's, what's that going to mean about me, about my family, about how they feel about my kids? And and that is really, really hard. I think it keeps a lot of people from from asking for what they need. You know, we don't want to hear no. We don't want to be rejected. And so, yeah, I would just kind of think, you know, is would there be a benefit? What if they said yes? What if in some tangible way? And I love I love what one of you said about just writing down, like, what do you really what would really, really be helpful? It's something very tangible. Like, could you maybe go to the grocery store for me or could you, you know, show up and just play games with my child for a little while or sit and watch a movie with them, even even if that would be helpful. But like, what are those real tangible things that people can do? And and, and, I have a lot of thoughts here on this, I guess. But, you know, the other thing is just that, like, sometimes people don't know how to really be helpful. I think you were alluding to that, Jessica. Like, sometimes people don't know what to do. They don't. And for anyone who's listening on our website, we actually have some resources. Thanks to the unseen documentary film that Mm -hmm. I hope everyone has seen by now, they put together some great resources. And one of those resources is how other people can help. So you would have to get brave and download it and print it out or email it and share with family or friends. Here are some very specific things. I don't have the list in front of me, but like if somebody just went to the pharmacy for me, I feel like I go to the pharmacy every week or sometimes twice a week. If somebody could take that errand for me because it's too hard to go out in public with my kid and I'm just speaking sort of metaphorically for anyone in our community or grocery shopping or bring a meal. It could be a meal that's delivered from the best takeout, whatever around the corner. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be homemade and whatever, you know, I mean, laundry, the laundry never goes away. It's just never ending. If somebody were to come over and hang out with me and do laundry with me or say, you know what, leave it on the porch in trash bags. I'll bring it back folded in boxes. I'll do that for you once a month, once a week, whatever, once a quarter. That's very, very tangible, very simple, easy, but it's like, ah, it takes one thing off my list. One thing off a caregiver's list. These are really great. I love the idea. I love the, if we really start thinking about it, like what would really help me right now? And I remember years ago, for a couple of years in a row, actually, for every birthday that came around, my birthday's January 3rd, my girlfriends would be like, oh, okay, well, is there anything on your wish list? Is there anything I can get you? And I would always say every time, no gifts, just give me like a babysitter coupon. 
babysitter coupon for me to have like a few hours to myself. And they were like, oh, ha ha ha, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm so serious. <laughs> I'm actually so serious. And not one person ever did that because they just felt more comfortable, you know, bringing me a candle or a journal, which I also absolutely appreciate. Now, part one of that is me asking for that and then me feeling like not to being taken seriously. So then I was conditioned to really not want to ask again. Part two of that would be then to actually follow up if someone said, sure, you know, I, and I have had girlfriends from time to time over the years say, just let me know when Zoe needs like a little auntie night, you know, it's few and far between, but every once in a while, someone will say that I'm like, okay, sure. I will. But now I'm that we're having this conversation, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Let me lean into that because here's an offering. It's uncomfortable for me, but I wonder what will come of this. And then another thing that I think would be so delicious and helpful to just let my people know is that it would be so nice if someone could just call me or even text me and just check on me. You know, how are you doing? How's it going with Arizona this week? Right. I think we're so capable, the three of us, in sort of (laughs) making things happen and getting things done. And so people look up to us like, oh, she's got it together. What could she possibly need help with? I agree. I agree. Brave fans, before we continue, I must take a moment to acknowledge incredibly generous sponsors for our 5K fundraiser this year, 2023. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year, and we have so many wonderful sponsors, but we're going to highlight four top sponsors. GHJ Foundation, CMS Creative Management, Injectability Clinic, and The Connected Parent. These businesses have donated big time to our 5K fundraiser, and we are grateful. We give you much thanks and much praise for your supporting We Are Brave Together. So I think also when there is a disconnect between, sure, I'll go to the walk or the fundraiser and I'll post on social media, but I don't actually come into your everyday life. It contributes to us feeling invisible and we so badly want to be seen not just for our strength, not for our bravery, not for like, wow, you're doing such a great job handling it all. I don't know how you do it, which is painful to hear because we didn't have a choice. We didn't have a choice. So it would be nice if somebody said, I see your strength and I see you also didn't have a choice. You could have run away. You could be, you know, just numbing yourself away, but you've risen up. Yes. Disconnected. Yeah. So I think that's just another feeling when I think back to our callers, message and question is just, we just, we don't feel seen enough. There's so much power in just affirmation and just somebody seeing you of somebody just saying, Hey, I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes, but this is what I see. Or even like you said, Susanna, just asking, how are you, how are you doing? And that is something very tangible that we can give to those moms out there that are struggling with feeling very invisible. It's a really good point, Jessica. You know, we just sometimes that little word of encouragement or just the, hey, I see you. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job, mom. You know, that can go. That can just change a person's day so quickly. Right. We need those bits of encouragement, those check-ins, because it makes us feel seen and affirmed. I like that word. 
And I think what will encourage that also is sort of modeling that as well. And again, I think I do a pretty great job of checking in with others with regard to their feelings and what's going on. And, and I, I think that the more I practice really tuning in to what's going on with someone in my circle and asking maybe specific questions around that, that might encourage, you know, sort of the reciprocity potentially. And also, you know, we do model also that we are taking care of it and we're, and we're good. No, we're good. No, thanks. No, thanks. We're good. So being vulnerable, I think is also another beautiful quality that we can lean into. It's a very divine feminine quality. And, um, and I, and I do need to practice this more and I'm glad that I have the opportunity to really mm-hmm. on a daily basis. I think about it. Yeah. It does require vulnerability to ask for help, to receive help, to not just say I'm fine if somebody does do the check-in. Today's a really rough day. The grief buttons are are getting pushed because it's my kid's birthday or it's my other kid's birthday and now I'm comparing the two or whatever it is. It, it does require us to be vulnerable. And, and I don't know if we said this outright yet, but one of the hard and beautiful realizations as I've gotten older, as we've all gotten older, as we realize we're in charge of our needs. We're responsible for knowing what we need. We're responsible for advocating for what we need. We're responsible for getting our needs met. And nobody around us, no matter how much they love us and how incredible they are, they're not mind readers. And we really, really wish that they could just figure it out (laughs) and just, oh, Jessica, I saw your post and you know what? Sounds like it was a rough week. I'm bringing you dinner or whatever. We, We wish people would just do that. But People are busy, full, overwhelmed themselves, and we're just going to have to get brave. We're just going to have to get brave and talk about our needs. It's hard. You know, and I can imagine too, and I feel like I definitely get into these patterns because I am a coach, right? So I'm a coach, I'm an advocate. And so often in my daily life, I am coaching people and advocating for others and I'm being paid for it, right? So I sometimes will just always have my coaching hat on. Um, and so when friends call and, you know, have something going on in their lives, I immediately am like, okay, how, how can I, I, I go into coaching mode, you know, I'm, I'm sure, sure as leaders, we can tend to do that. And so I just need to be more conscious and mindful of that because I want to just be me too. You know, it's a big part of me. It's who I am. I am just going to be authentically willing to be in service to the people that I love for certain and just being conscious. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Really. I think sometimes we think that if we have a need, it makes us weak. And I would say that couldn't be farthest from the truth. I think being able to express you need, what you need actually makes you strong. It actually makes you an advocate for yourself. And yeah, so I just, you know, it's not a weakness to have a need. You might, mm-hmm. everybody else in your world might look at you and think you have it all together. But this job that we have is 24 seven. And it is, a, it is a lot, as I think we've, mm-hmm. we've each said in this podcast here, it is a lot. And it doesn't make us weak. It actually makes us quite resourceful. I think. To ask I like that. What we need. I like that. It makes us quite resourceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like we're standing up for ourselves and what we what we need and it makes our voice 
stronger. So baby steps, people, baby steps, right? Just like take little baby steps and then you get a little bit more confident and a little less fearful. You know, I will share, I have a little trip coming up and even though I'm not a single supporting mother, my, my daughter's father lives about an hour away. And so the day-to-day is typically, you know, my responsibility, certainly during the school year, for sure. And so this particular trip that I need to go on, a conference that I'm attending is, you know, two and a half days, but two of the days are school days. And so sort of my day-to-day caregiver that I can hire to come be with Arizona actually doesn't drive. And so I was thinking, oh, okay, who can I get to pick up, drop off, and, and really everything else is covered. And so I called a girlfriend that I've never asked for help ever, but I know that her daughter gets off of school at three and it's not too far away from Arizona school and she gets out at 3.30. So I called her the other day and I was like, hey, this is really so hard for me, but I'm just so curious and wondering you know, I'm going to this conference and would it be possible for you to pick up Arizona and just drop her off at home? I have everything covered as soon as she gets home, but if you could just pick her up and drop her, I can pay for your gas. I mean, just over the top, right? But this was, you know, this is practice for me and this was new for me. And she just answered with like an ebullient, like, yes, you know, because she was like, I can do something for you, Susanna. And I was like, well, I, I mean, I was so touched. And then cutie pie, she wrote it in her calendar on her Google calendar, screenshotted for both Monday and Tuesday. And she texted it to me. She's like, I'm on it. And I just was like, oh, see, I mean, so this is the first time I've ever done this. Jessica, you know me so well. Like, so this just happened the other day. And I was like, wow, this is an ebullient yes. Like in, right? Yes. And that more of this, please. So, so gratitude for this and better gratitude for this and so much more. And I had to tell myself that a couple of times and I was like, yeah, Susanna, you have your try and you just need to, to ask mm-hmm. and receive. Ask, ask, ask. It's mm-hmm. so hard. Ask and ask receive. And receive. Ask and receive. Mm. And it would have been easier for me probably if she said no, because then I'd be like, okay, yeah, right. Well, let me go back. Let me go crawl back into my hole and never ask anyone ever again, because that's what I do. My my go-to is that I just shut down. I'm like, got it. Got it. Good. No one's here for me, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's easy to spin that way. It's very easy to spin that way. And it's okay. It's okay to have a pity party once in a while. We just don't want to have a slumber party and get stuck there (laughs) because then we, we get stuck. Then we really need to call a coach or a therapist or a mentor, somebody to help dig us out of that hole that we dug ourselves into, which again, it's understandable how you can get there because our lives are hard. Yes. <laughs> our lives well, are hard. Right. And can, if we can just sit with that for a second, sit with that for a second, because again, we have normalized so much in this extreme caregiving life. You know, one small little example, a couple of years ago, my sibling, the only one of my siblings who actually doesn't have children was in the car with me in Arizona for maybe like 30, 45 minutes going to a restaurant or whatever it was. And Arizona was just on one, like just the questions and the perseverating (laughs) questions and the perseverating and then needing to turn on some loud music to calm herself on her phone, which she likes to listen to in like the chipmunk voice kind of thing, like on on two times speed, right? As you can imagine. (laughs) And my sibling looked at me and was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, oh, what? what do you mean? I'm like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? And they were just like, Susanna, how do you, <laughs> how do you deal 
with this. And I was like, oh, oh, this is 24 hours. You know, this is 24 seven. Yeah. I don't know. It's like an assault to my system that I have just somehow created some barriers to. But just a reminder, you know, self-compassion, like, wow, this is, it's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. 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 Yeah. I think that would even be a great place to start for our caller is just start with compassion on yourself. Like, wow, they're not reaching out to me in the way that I wish that they were. And it, and it hurts. And that's, that, that is understandable that it hurts. I see you. I see you. And just validate your own, validate your own feelings. So we're here to validate you. Yes. Yeah. And, and you can stop and validate yourself. That's right. That's so good. Yeah. And maybe that, that would, if I were practicing that, it might soothe some of that resentment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And to know that that is something that is available to us in every mm-hmm. moment as well. It doesn't mean we can easily and readily access it, but it is available as a practice. Well, I so appreciated this. Ask us anything. I mean, I'm learning alongside as we're just processing this through. And um, I'm so grateful to our brave caller to leave a message and let us share the message in question. And so please use our speak pipe voicemail and leave us a question. We want to hear from you. And if you're feeling a little shy, you can always send an email to hello at wearebravetogether.org. And we will do our best with your questions because we care and we are passionate about serving and supporting moms. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening today. Do us a favor and leave us a review and a rating so that this podcast can get into the ears and the hearts of more and more moms. Did you know that Brave Together podcast is an extension of our nonprofit organization called We Are Brave Together? We Are Brave Together serves an international community of caregiving moms by offering support groups that are virtual and in-person, educational resources, and low-cost weekend retreats. To join us today, go to wearebravetogether.org. Our support and sisterhood await you. Brave Together podcast is for entertainment and education purposes only and is not a substitute and should not be relied on for medical or mental health advice. The use of any content on our podcast linked in our show notes or on our website is to be done at your own personal risk. Please seek out a professional to assess your own medical or mental health concerns because we are all beautifully complex and the content of this podcast is for a broad audience.